Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. After a very long campaign, with the ballot postponed for a year by the pandemic, the London mayoral election is being held on Thursday. Repeated polls have shown Sadiq Khan out in front for all of that time, although recently some have shown a slight decrease in his lead. The Evening Standards released the findings of its final opinion survey, and our City Hall editor Ross Lydell is here to talk through them. Ross, back in March, our first poll had Sadiq Khan at 53%, with his closest rival, the Conservative Sean Bailey, at 28 does it still look like Mr Khan's going to walk it? Well, it certainly looks like Sadiq is going to win. He certainly remains on course for victory, but possibly not as big a victory as we were looking at six or seven weeks ago. The latest figures show that on the basis of first preference votes, he would get 48% and Sean Bailey, the Tory candidate, would get 29%, uh, which essentially would mean that Sadiq would not become the first mayor to be elected just on the first round of voting, he would need a second round of voting to get the 50% uh, threshold passed that he would need to to be re-elected and to regain control of City Hall. Which would have been a, a historic first that people were considering just a, a few weeks ago. So how has his campaign stalled them? What are the issues that people are maybe having a second thoughts about? Well, I think it might be slightly unfair to see his campaign has stalled. I think it's Possibly, if we want to keep the motoring analogy going, he's probably moved from the fast lane to the middle lane. And uh, Sean Bailey is not overtaking him on the outside by any means. Sean's votes have largely flatlined. He's been pootling along at 50 miles an hour, and his share of the vote is largely unchanged over the three polls we've done now with opinion. But what's happened is that Sadiq each time has lost two or three percentage points. So he's now down at 48%. When this began, we've, when Opinion began polling for the Evening Standard back in the middle of March, Sadiq was on 53%, which gave a sort of sucker to the headlines that he was on, on course for a landslide. So basically what's happened over time is that Sadiq has seen some support drift away, possibly as voters have become aware of the other options. There are 20 candidates standing in this, possibly as they just actually saw the impact of uh, considering his five years now in charge and probably being concerned over the recent spate of crime, in particular knife crime, affecting teenagers in London. And it might be crime then that stops him getting this historic first round victory. That seems to be the case. Crime seems to be the main issue on which Londoners are divided when asked who would be the mayoral candidate with the best ideas. And basically, they put both Sean and Sadiq on about 30%. So there's very little difference between the two. This is the issue on which Sean polls most strongly. What the pollsters say is that, yes, if Sadiq is to be denied a landslide victory, it will probably be because Londoners have thought twice on how good he will be going forward in tackling crime, and in particular, violent crime. And of the other contenders, Ross, your Green Parties, your Liberal Democrats, your Lawrence Foxes, 
have any of them been able to mount any kind of a serious challenge or any of them getting any significant support? Not really, to be honest. And probably slightly surprising is the fact that both the Greens and Lib Dems have been well and truly stuck in third place, sort of battling over who comes uh, a rather ignominious third. You know, they're both polling around 7 or 8%, uh, fluctuating. You know, obviously, this is a poll of a 1,000 respondents, so things could be different on the day when you end up with several million Londoners voting and uh, many people who would be almost hidden from the polls may come out and decide that Sean Berry, the Green candidate, or Louisa Porrett, the Lib Dem, it's a person for them. We also need to see the impact of the first and second choice votes as well. Shan Berry in the last day or two has put forward the slogan, Shan before can, which I think is a rather clever way of dis- you know informing people how to vote because they could vote for Shan Berry first and then give Sadiq their second preference, which should the runoff that we expect uh, to be between Sadiq and Sean, it would mean that their vote for Shan uh, certainly isn't wasted. So at present, the, there is a something of a tie between the Lib Dems and the Greens for third. But this poll also shows that Lawrence Fox, the rather controversial actor and anti-lockdown campaigner, is on 3% now. Now, the reason that he has been seen to have this level of support for the first time is that actually for the first time, our opinion pollsters offered his name as a choice to the respondents. So actually his true level of support may not be quite as high or it may be even slightly higher. Various others have... Uh, caught uh, the attention from other polls, including one or two of the YouTube candidates as well. So uh, we wait to see. But in the end, these smaller or minority party candidates or fringe candidates will probably have very little impact on how the final result shakes down. And Sadiq Khan today saying that uh, if you vote for him, he's going to try and bring the, the Olympics to London. How realistic a possibility is that? The idea of the Olympics coming to London feels like a wonderful idea, having covered the 2012 Games and the Paralympics for the standard nearly a decade ago now. It was the most wonderful experience and one I think the entire country enjoyed. I think the reality is that Sadiq is being rather optimistic here. The ability to bid for the Games requires the government's approval as well as just the approval of the mayor of the host city. The other thing that doesn't really make sense is the timing of this because Sadiq is talking about the 2036 Games or the 2040 Games. Now, normally cities can bid for Games seven years before the Games are due to take place. That's when the IOC decides. So normally a campaign would get going a couple of years before that. You know, For example, in London for 2012, the campaign got going in 2003 and the bid was won in 2005. So if we follow the same rules, then Sadiq would have to be mayor in 2029, really, to be part of the bid for 2036. And if he was mayor in 2029, he would then be in his fourth term as mayor. Now, I asked him about this today and said, how long are you going to hang about for then? And he just let out a rather large guffaw. <laughs> well, the key thing is for me uh, to be ambitious for our city. And sort of dodged the question and then did his old favourite, well, this is the best job I've ever had. Uh, I love this job. Well, let's not uh, count the chicks yet. Let's wait and see what happens on Thursday. And what he didn't say was he may well love another job should it come along and involve Downing Street. Um, so I think actually the, um, the Olympics story today is a bit of a diversionary tactic, a little bit of optimism and fun on a sunny day, uh, but one that Sadiq will not be able to deliver in his next term as mayor, should he be elected, of course. 
Read more from Ross at standard.co.uk and also have a look at the rest of our comprehensive coverage of the mayoral race, including candidate interviews and analysis. Follow our live blog for breaking news. That's the Leader Podcast. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.